everyone, welcome to episode 32 of It Was All a Stream. I'm Chris Sachs, here with my co-host and cousin, Neil Carroll. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome, welcome. We're doing something different today because, unfortunately, we don't have any Marvel shows or Star Wars shows to It's a dark time. It's a dark time. Yeah, we're a little bit... uh, We're in between shows right now. Um, If anyone has any suggestions, uh, let us know. Uh, But because last week was the Oscars, we are going to revisit one year of the Oscars and kind of see what they got right, what they didn't get right, and... We're probably going to make a lot of changes. Um, so. so we're, we're going to do this at least this week and we'll see how it goes. And then maybe we'll, you know, pick another year next week. We're, we're going to do some some weird stuff in between shows until we get Loki in June. So we got a, a handful of episodes where we're, we're going to be a little weird. Absolutely. So well, we're not we're not ones to be kept down. So we come up with some interesting things. Absolutely. For and I yeah. think today it's going to be pretty interesting. So, uh, oh yes. We are going to redo the 1991 Oscars because this happened well, it took place a month after I was born and 2 months after you were born. Correct. So, we're doing the 1991 Oscars, but these are that Oscars was for movies that came out in 1990. It was very confusing when I was looking it up it's on true. the internet. And basically what I had done was I had done all like a bunch of research for the 1990s movies, not realizing that they weren't 1991 movies. And I was like, well, I'm not going to redo all the work that I just did. So we're just going with this. 100%. And right? the the so for those listening... That would make it the 63rd Olympics, the 63rd annual Oscars Academy Awards. That's right. So let's do uh, very quickly. I want to touch on the the movies that kind of came out in 1990 to get give people a flavor of what was happening in that year because there were actually a lot of big, well known uh, movies that I was came shocked. out that year. Yeah, um, I was going over it. I was surprised. So here's the list of the ten highest grossing films from 1990. Starting at ten, we get uh, Kindergarten Cop. Nine was Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Okay. Eight was presumed innocent. That's right. Seven, Die Hard 2. Naturally. Six, Back to the Future Part 3. Five, Total Recall. Four, yeah. Dances with Wolves. And then three, Pretty Women. Pretty Woman, sorry. Pretty Woman, yes. Two, Home Alone. Oh. And number one was Ghost. I have... No doubt. I am so excited that it's ghost. Here's my problem. Here's what I'm, 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 uh, here's what I'm afeard of. Uh, I think you're going to hate on ghost and I think you're going to change the supporting actress and various other awards. And I came ready listeners out there. I've got a portfolio of notes and an argument for various changes and various keepings of the same. 
awards. Yes. And, and so, ghost, I'm going to champion. Go. I'm not even going to bury the lead. I I think when I was looking ghost. at the the Oscar films themselves, yeah. I. I think you've definitely seen more of these movies than I have. Yeah. So I'll kind of lean on your expertise a little bit in some areas um, and give suggestions. And I want to, I'm curious to what your thoughts are. Just a couple of other releases that came out that, that year we had tremors hunt for red October, Dick Tracy, um, flatliners, the third exorcist. Yeah. Goodfellas, which we're going to be talking about, I'm sure, a lot. Miller's Crossing, Night of the Living Dead, Stephen King's It, which was technically a TV movie that was, but is totally also a movie. Awesome. Uh, a bunch of uh, sequels: Gremlins 2, RoboCop 2, Predator 2, um, Misery, Edward Scissorhands, Godfather Part 3, Awakenings. A, a, a bunch of I- well-known movies. A bunch of well-known movies. I mean, I thought, look, it, it, do you want to work from best picture backwards or you want to do actors and, and so on? Because I, there's a lot to unpack. I want to do it the way the Oscars does it where we get the support. And they didn't do it this we past do. week. And I right. think they screwed it up. They, they saved the best actor categories for last this past week, which I thought was weird. So yeah. what we're going to do is we're going to do... Um, we're gonna Best start with supporting sound editing. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, we're not. We're not That's, getting that right. in depth. We'll start. We're not there. Okay. getting that in depth. We're gonna do best supportings. Got then it. Then we're gonna do best actor, actress. Then we'll do director, and then we'll do best picture. Okay. I, totally, I agree. So here were the nominees for best supporting actor. Doo-doo. We had Joe Pesci from Goodfellas. Yes. Bruce Davidson from Longtime Companion, Andy Garcia in The Godfather Part 3, Graham Greene, Dances with Wolves, and Al Pacino in Dick Tracy. The winner of this category was Joe Pesci for Goodfellas. Now, I think out of all of the categories, this is the one that mm. I would not change. This is the one you wouldn't change. Like, without a doubt, this is like, I would definitely not change this. I agree with you. Okay. I agree. So, here's let's, I'm going to preface this too. Okay. We listed as far as the winner, I mean, as far as the winner. Yeah. We listed a bunch of actors, uh, actresses, movies that were not nominated. Okay. So, based off of, these nominations i made my choices based off the people that were nominated would i change right. would i not right based off what was there i i would say there were some movies that were not nominated a la edward scissorhands mm-hmm. where i might put some people in well we're gonna like, talk we're gonna talk yeah. about that a little bit yeah. so like for instance, I, while I wouldn't change the the winner because let's like that is an iconic performance from By, Joe Pesci, one hundred percent. Like without a doubt, just the yeah. one scene alone where the oh you think I'm funny, right? Like, that one scene Which was alone improv. wins him the the Oscar oh, right there. What, like it's 100%. unbelievable. Um, 100%. I'm gonna be. You're gonna notice a trend. I'm gonna be advocating much more for Goodfellas. Ooh. for this year and pretty much okay. all the categories. I like um, it. 
uh, one thing, I don't know if you have any suggestions, but one suggestion I had, I thought w- that was missing was uh, a nomination in this category for Robert De Niro from Goodfellas, which I was surprised I... he did not get nominated. And I don't know if it was kind of like a rule. Well, he got nominated for best one, actor, so right, we're not, not going to nominate him for this. But like, I, I think that's kind of a, a, I, a yeah, criminal. a snub, a little, a little bit of a snub. I agree. I agree. I mean, uh, Henry Hill, Ray Liotta was absolutely the lead. Yes. I find it odd. We'll get to that, but there's an oddness about mm-hmm. Ray Liotta's situation. Yep. Um, Joe Pesci gives what I believe is the shortest acceptance, acceptance speech in the Oscar history. He just says it was my pleasure and then walks off stage. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, great. Like Joe Pesci. But he, so in the same year or months apart, he's in Home Alone. Right, Home Alone. Yes. And like that, you know, it's range. He's playing a criminal. Oh, without a doubt. Both movies. But like, one's comedic and one is not at all. Yes. I mean, one is, I mean, it has its moments. It has, he has his moments in Goodfellas, but But he's a psycho killer. Yeah. Right. Um, So we agree definitely. Uh, actor in a supporting role, Joe Pesci, 1991, got it right. Okay. Her 63rd awards, got it right. Let's move on to best supporting. So we had uh, the nominees, Mary McDonald for Dances with Wolves, Diane Ladd, Wild at Heart, Lorraine Bracco, Goodfellas, Annette Benning, The Grifters, and the winner was Whoopi Goldberg for Ghost. Now, let me jump in here. You you jump in because I just want to preface the only movie out of these five that I've seen is, is Goodfellas. Okay. So I'm not going to pass judgment over the Whoopi win, which I think you're about to defend. I am going to crusade for the Whoopi win. <laughs> okay. Not just defend. Here, all right. So. Yeah, Lorena Bracco, you know, um, played Karen in uh, Goodfellas. She did a good job, but she's also a very, you know, I, I, she did a good job. That would uh, have been, that was the one thing that I pinpointed that, I, like, I thought she did a very good job in yes. that movie. But, you know, I haven't seen the Whoopi performance, so, like, oh. I'm not going to advocate too hard. I've never seen Ghost. It's never been at the top of my list of things that I need you, to see. You're missing out. Uh, um, we're going to get to Ghost later. Whoopi Goldberg. <laughs> All right. Whoopi Goldberg is tremendous in this film. So she's obviously, she's a comedian. Um, she's a stand-up comedian. So that's, a, she's, that's her thing. And she's quick on her feet. She had lightning uh, uh, reflexes and ability to improv and throw something in. But what is what is lost with her because in the eighties she was kind of doing these, um, actiony comedy movies, uh, and not being given a chance to like emote really emote except, and she got overlooked. She was in the color purple and did an amazing job in the color purple. So, and then not only was she in the color purple and did an amazing job, but she was this same year, was in a movie uh, called Long Walk Home, which was about the Montgomery bus, bus boycott. 
period piece. Yes. And I think that like when I was doing research yeah, uh, for this, that was one that people felt was like, why was been that nominated? Not, not there were, like that wasn't nominated at all for anything. So for being snubbed, and I think it was 85 for Color Purple, and then the just complete movie ignoring of Long Walk Home, I, I think she deserves this based off those two things. And then her performance is hysterically funny while being grounded in just emotion. So what are your thoughts? Sarah? Interesting. I, I mean, yeah, I, I more wanted to hear about her performance in this movie because I hadn't yeah. seen it. So like that was something that was interesting to me because, you know, for me personally, like that Lorraine Bracco performance, she is doing, she's doing a lot because she basically has to play. She's like his hysterical. Yes. She's trying to be like a mother to the kids to you know and a and a wife to Ray Liotta's character but at the same Absolutely. time she's also like very absorbed with what's going on with her and she's like very selfish too oh yes in a lot of ways um it, it's that character sneakily has a lot of depth to it um sneakily i like and that and i think she she does an amazing job i can i can support that i i, I agree i have if there was a runner up I would put her go. in a close, yes, a close second runner-up. Let's move on to best actor. Best actor. Now, this one, again. Wait, you want to go? Oh, yes, best actor. That's right. Never mind. This one, I'm after I read off the, the nominations and the winners, I'm going to have two suggestions for who could have been nominated. Okay. And I think you're going to agree with me. And... I'm also going to ask you who you think you kick out. Ah. Um, so, best actor, we had Richard Harris for The Field, Gerard Depardieu um, for a movie that I can't pronounce, Robert De Niro, <laughs> Awakenings, Kevin right. Costner, Dances with Wolves, and the winner, Jeremy Irons, for Reversal of Fortune. Um the two nominations that I suggest, one I think you're definitely going to agree with, is Ray Liotta, Goodfellas. Definitely. Kind of very strange that he wasn't nominated at snub, least. Full snub. And the second one, which I think you're going to be surprised that I'm suggesting, um, and I'm just, this is more of a question for you because I know you've seen this movie. I just know of the performance and its status and culture is right. Johnny Depp for Edward Scissorhands. Okay. That's very that's very good. All right, let me let me let me take a moment. So number 1, I do think Ray Liotta 100% deserved to be nominated. I think he did a great job. Uh Gerard Depardieu is an excellent actor. Um he he was in the movie Cyrano de Bergerac, which that is That was the movie I couldn't pronounce. Yes. So, uh, that, good for you. Thank you. Well, it's a movie about another man with a big nose, um, like a comically <laughs> big nose. And uh, he like he it falls in love with this woman, but like it puts the words in another man's mouth and then gets jealous. And it's a whole thing. It's very, very, very compelling. film. Uh, however. However, I would say that I disagree. 
I have no hate for Jeremy Irons. I love him. But, okay. but I think Robert De Niro in Awakenings deserved that Oscar, and I'll tell you why. Interesting. Okay. Yes. I'd like and, to hear it because this is a movie that, again, in my research, uh, yeah. there were. Uh, this is why I, I wanted to do this with you is because I know yeah. you have seen a lot of movies and I knew you were going to have seen a lot of these movies. Um, so uh, really I did a lot of research on it and I just want to ask like you the questions. So this was something that I well, saw that a lot of people felt the nomination that it got for best picture, the love it got for best picture, although it did not win, it was nominated. They felt hmm. it wasn't that good of a movie. Wasn't that deserving? Now, this right. you have not seen, Awakenings. I have not seen, so let me know. Like, okay. fill me in on well, what the deal is. I'm going to fill you in. I'll I'll, I'll say because um, I love Johnny Depp too, but the reason why I'm not considering him in this is the, his performance was it's like silent. He doesn't really speak in the film okay. until you know, kind of the end and, yep. and all that in Edward Scissorhands. Uh, weird and goofy and all that yeah very gothic but i don't think he put his body in the performance like in harm's way like de niro did and here's what awakenings is about awakenings is a real life story of catatonic patients okay right um and this doctor who's in all the research i forgot to get the name of the doctor but it's played by robin williams Williams. Mm -hmm. um and so one of the interesting things about the 63rd Academy Awards is Billy Crystal hosts, Whoopi Goldberg wins, and Robin Williams is snubbed. He doesn't even get uh, a Best Supporting a Actor nomination for yeah. supporting. Okay, gotcha. But the three of them, you know, they did like 11 years of comic relief together, raising money for the homeless and various other charities. Right. And they are good were good friends in real life so it's just it was kind of a nice confluence of things events but it's a movie about catatonic patients and the reason for their catatonia is they have a version of um parkinson's disease which makes you kind of shake and tremble in you know you're you don't have control of that kind of i guess your nervous system where right. your body's moving without your permission and they it, it got so bad to the point of they just kind of froze in place. And Robert De Niro, his character, he froze in place at like 13 years old, but has been in that situation for now 15 years. Okay. So he's, uh, you know, I think in the film he's 30. And, but when he, when he kind of awakens, awakening comes out of it, yep. comes out of it. He's now a 30-year-old man with a 13-year-old mentality. Got and it. then it's all about this drug, Aldopa, that was invented to help these patients. It ended up helping some, but because he was the first one and he took too much and it was all the trial and error, he ends up back with the spasms, back with the, uh -huh. you know. So his body is shaking, like all through the movie. He's doing things. He has to be frozen for a period of time for a large chunk of the movie. And he's doing, he's playing a character with kind of deficiencies. So I think for the work and effort he put in, he deserved that win. Okay. Yeah. That's what I'd say. Okay. Very interesting. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's but do, do you agree? Like, let me ask you this. Do you, when you're 
when if you were picking a winner or you're looking at a movie, what would be a uh, marker for you where you'd be like, okay, that check that fits for best supporting that goes. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's, there are particular roles that are obviously like Oscar bait, right? Right. Like I'll use, I kind of take a few things into account. One. And like, I, I even hinted to this earlier when we were talking about Joe Pesci is I like there to be a, a, very memorable at least scene something that stuck with me Word. after i watched the movie and it was because of the particular actor's performance right Certainly. so that obviously there's there's the difficulty of the role that's taken into account i think um the embodiment of the role so where you don't you're not seeing you know you're not seeing Joe Pesci. You're seeing the character he's playing, right? Right. You're not right. seeing uh, Robert De Niro. You're seeing the character he's playing. And then, yes, there is the physicality of it as well. I don't give as much points for certain things like that a lot of people do give points for. For instance, like when someone... Dr- dramatically loses a ton of weight like okay or gains a ton of you know like right, certain, sure. where they change their body for yeah. the performance yeah i'm with you that doesn't really like i know like people go crazy for that that doesn't right. really like do it for me um well, i'm with you on that i agree with you on that but that's kind of like what i look for i'll give an example of like this past year mm-hmm. so we just had um and it was kind of it was very controversial where you had Anthony Hopkins won Best Actor for um, The Father. Okay. okay? And this right. was the last right. award that they gave yes. the Oscars. Controversial. Um, it was controversial. One, because of when they did it. They should have done it before Best Picture like they normally do. I think they thought Chadwick Boseman was going to win. I did not see the father. I've seen clips of Anthony Hopkins performance. I just understand like the father is basically about Anthony Hopkins and he's like facing dementia. Dementia. Right. For, I really have to be like in a very rare mood to like, actually watch a movie like that. It's a little too depressing for me. I'll take people's word that he's brilliant in it. Like that's fine. I have no doubt. Yeah. But for me, like I saw Chadwick Boseman's performance as well. He mm-hmm. was very good. I, saw, right. I watched Ma Rainey. He was very, very good. He may or may not have been better than Anthony Hopkins. That's fine. Sure. But I feel like knowing two things. One, the fact that we know he had, he was in the end stages of cancer yes. while filming that movie. It just is bonus points right there. Like that's not a case where, oh, someone lost a bunch of weight and whatever. Like the fact right. that he was able to put on that performance while sick from cancer while going through that, is just sure. unbelievable in itself. I'm and with you. two, I just think like, listen, the Oscars is a subjective thing, right? So very you're never going to have a definitive, oh, this guy was like, very rarely do you have that. And I feel like Chadwick Boseman, he's never going to win an Oscar now. Yeah. Which like that's just give him the Oscar like it's yeah. not 
Yeah, all right. Oscar, he, it was a good enough performance to warrant it. It's not like you're just giving a participation award here. And like yeah. he deserves one because he's put on a bunch of good performances. And Anthony Hopkins sure. already has an Oscar. So yeah. like, give Chadwick Boseman the Oscar. Yeah. Fair you enough. Know? Fair enough. I'll give you that. Give so Chadwick anyways, anyways right. little little tangent that I, I like. On, I like I like that. That kind of explains my mindset a little bit on how I approach the acting um, categories. Word. Let's move on to Best Actress. Yes. Where we had Joanne Woodard for Mr. and Mrs. Bridge, Meryl Streep, Postcards from the Edge, Julia Roberts, Pretty Woman, Angelica Houston, The Grifters, and Kathy Bates, Misery. Now, I don't have any suggestions for nominations here. Right. But... I'm curious because I know you've seen Misery. I have. And you have too. Have you I not? I have not seen Misery. Mother of God, boy. Well, that's like a Stephen King, like, you know. But I have seen Pretty Woman. Okay. And, like, again, like, I kind of feel like for an iconic character like that, that's that is when you think of Julia Roberts' performances, that's yeah, that probably not that's number one. Yeah. So like I agree. in retrospect, we may like again, I want to know your opinion because you can compare the two. Like in retrospect, don't you think you'd give the best ever Julia Roberts performance an Oscar? Yeah, but also we that make sense. We didn't know that that was going to be her best. No, ever. but that's why we're doing this because yes. this is the retrospective Oscars. So, this isn't the moment in time Oscars. <laughs> Here's my thing. I I had a different choice. Okay. You. Now, I, I love to hear it. Here's why I I think I think Pretty Woman was a good movie. Mm-hmm. I don't necessarily think that's the best work those actors have done. So, okay. so I'm like, yeah, on Julia Roberts because yes, it's iconic, the big smile, the laugh, the whole thing. But it, to me, that's Julia Roberts. Like okay. that's not she's not you know. Okay. I, like I think she was doing something better in Mystic Pizza if five years earlier than in that. But and Angelica Houston, who is Morticia, when you watch the Adams Family, correct? Okay. Um, the grifters was a great movie, but I was, I spent the most time, believe it or not, with the best actress. Interesting. Yes, I did. I spent the most time battling over this and my choices are between Kathy Bates and Meryl Streep. Okay. I, I don't hate on Meryl Streep. I'm not one of those people. Who um, hates on Meryl Streep? Are the do those evil, people exist? Evil people. Oh my god. Yeah, worshippers of the desolate one. Um, but she's got a lot of Oscars. Okay. Yeah, deservedly so. Deservedly so. Got a lot of Oscars. Um, postcards from the edge. She plays kind of a uh, down and out like actress trying to make it but with a famous mom Mm -hmm. and the reason for the famous mom actress trying to make it thing is this book was written by princess leia herself carrie fisher okay whose mother 
his name is escaping me, but was incredibly famous. She was in Singing in the Rain. I can't think of her name. Oh, uh, um, yes. And she um, was in Halloween Town and Halloween Town 2. Um, it's your I, I know who you're talking about. Debbie Reynolds. Debbie Reynolds. Yes. So this is basically a uh, version of Ca- Carrie Fisher's like life. Got but it. it's a drug-fueled thing. And the first line of the movie, spoken by Richard Dreyfuss, whom I love, is... Uh, um, I forget her character's name, but it's so-and-so we're going to pump your stomach now. And then like, that was it. It's the doctor leaning over the thing. And then she comes out of it and it's a whole thing. The movie's excellent. You would love it. It's a really fun movie. She does an amazing job of playing a normie, like a normal person. Gotcha. And I think that's harder than almost anything else, playing a character, being like a normal person. Mm -hmm. But Kathy Bates in misery is so eerie and strange and given all her performances post misery and seeing what she can do uh it's obvious that she was acting in misery that she well, was i think that's acting. like one of her most well-known yes. performances as well obviously yes. she won best actress for it but she i did. think beyond that I have to agree with giving Kathy Bates that Oscar. Okay. She Fair was enough. she was so good in that movie. She just was. But but yeah, for me, it was either her or or, or Meryl Streep by far. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay, well here I'm going to I'm interested to hear a opinion on a certain a particular movie. Yeah. Um that is very relevant to the next two categories. So, best director, we had... Oh, God. I I don't know how to say their first name. Barbette Schroeder for Reversal of Fortune. There you go. Stephen Frears, The Grifters. Martin Scorsese, The Goodfellas. Oh, yeah. Francis Ford Coppola, The Godfather Part 3. And Kevin Costner, Dances with Wolves, was the winner of this category now i think it's pretty obvious that the winner of this category is martin scorsese i think it's completely obvious that the okay winner of this category is martin scorsese. so what i like i don't even know if we have to go into that i want to know your feelings on the movie dances with wolves <sighs> my feelings are this was a uh this was the movie everybody felt like they should love. And so they didn't want to be left out like at the party. And they're like, Oh yeah, of course. Oh, it it dances with wolves. It was tremendous. It's a revelation. But in real life, I I don't think everybody loved it, but it was that big epic, um, you know, huge landscapes, this epic story, this whole thing. Like it's the thing everyone's you know we you have to say that you love it's thing everybody but i don't think it merited all of the well to me it seems like it like that was a movie like that if there's a formula for oscar movies yeah like that's the one that fit in it and that's why yes 
did what it did achieved what yeah, it absolutely. achieved at the I oscars it won like seven like, oscars well yeah. like goodfellas isn't an oscar movie they have people killing each other and doing killing, all this cursing, stuff yeah and, right that's not an oscar movie dances with right. wolves right kevin you're, costner he's one the, of us you're at the cocktail party that's right it's kevin it's not pesci right. you know that's the thing they're not going to be you know but when when you're in the corner you're like, do you see Goodfellas? That was amazing, right? But then you go back out and you're like, oh, right. Dances with Wolves. So that's how I feel about it. It, it meanders, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to explain that later on. Um, and I don't like a meandering movie. Goodfellas is long, but it's directed well. I'm engaged through all of Goodfellas. Yeah, of course. And yeah, so I agree. No, I, you know, we don't need to beat that one to death. No. Definitely. Well, Goodfellas. well, let's move on to the best picture then where we have Goodfellas nominated Godfather part three nominated ghost yes. awakenings and dances with wolves, which won. I think again, we can agree that Goodfellas is the clear winner of this category. You um, would think that you would think you would think, however, Oh, the you have an opposing I have an view opposing on view. this. I do. I'm going to disagree with you hard. I know you are. You're going to so, say ghost. I am. Oh, While this, Goodfellas this deserves the best directing Oscar because he was doing interesting things with that movie, cut sequences and everything else, best picture must be, we have to hold it up to a higher pedestal, Chris. We must want and to. Ghost is a higher pedestal than Goodfellas. Goodfellas Chris, is the best Martin Scorsese movie he's ever made, and you're going to say Ghost is better than that? Let, let, let me explain, sir. Okay. I feel like you're already regretting that you're going to make the argument. You're. I'm not even regretting. I'm not even <laughs> regretting. I'm. I'm telling you, crusading for justice is what I'm doing. Ghost. Okay. Look, Godfather Part Three is out of the equation. Godfather Part Three. I actually have some suggestions for what could replace it. Indeed, in in the um, which will awaken awakenings was good, but that was more character study than it was a good film. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dances with Wolves. We discussed it. Goodfellas, tremendous movie, but when I think of Oscar-winning movies, you've heard this phrase before. I laughed. I cried. I wanted to see it all again. That's what Ghost is. You will laugh and you will cry. Tears of both sadness and cathartic joy. Okay? Two types of tears as well as laughter. I'm telling you, you have to watch it. It's the originality of the story alone. Here's the other thing about Goodfellas. Goodfellas was nominated in the same category as another mob movie. So like, I love it, but it's, we're certainly not telling an original tale here. Ghost original. I okay? feel like Goodfellas, Comedy, Goodfellas defined what a mob redefined what a mob movie could be. I totally agree, but it's a mob movie. Yeah, but it's not like it's, it's complete like how can i put it i'm trying to think of a good way to to put this it's like if you have had vanilla ice cream let's say 
We love okay. vanilla ice cream. Vanilla sure. ice cream's delicious. We've had it a bunch of times, right? Indeed. Plenty of times. Now, put vanilla ice cream into a root beer and you completely change. You're still having ice cream again, but game it's a complete changer. game changer and it's amazing and a revelation. That's good fellas to mob movies. Yeah, yes. But that's Thank also you. that's also ghost to love stories. I'm just like here's here's the thing. Like uh, this is the question I have for you because yes. you asked me like what my criteria is as yes. far as let's get into it. Acting. Yeah. What is your criteria for a Oscar win- winning film, a best and picture? A best picture has to number 1 keep me engaged number two be something that is like interesting unique i uh, granted goodfellas deserved to be nominated in this and was unique in as much as it was telling the story of a um you know a rat essentially like someone that turned coded and, and moved you know did this other thing you don't get stories about like Gotti. they made a movie with uh, armand Sant about him a few like a year later mm-hmm. a straight to hbo thing like you don't get you know movies that in, that have this formula without it absolutely but that's my criteria my criteria is it's got to be unique in some fashion so it's a unique tale of Love, you know, it's a unique take on the love story. It's a unique take on the 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 mafia stories. It's a unique, you know, that's why they deserve to be next to each other. But also, engaging the whole way through, and it's got to give me an emotion, like it's got to make me feel something. Goodfellas, I love to watch because I'm like, oh, it's Goodfellas. We're gonna see this. Remember that line? But like, I feel things when I watch Ghost. I can only watch it once a year because then I have to take three days off of work and sit at home okay. and just respond. Yeah, I th- like, and uh, I'm sure at now at some point I'm gonna have to watch Ghost to have compare to the Ghost. two, which is fine. But like for me, my my feelings for Best Picture is always, what was the best movie? What is the movie that I liked the most? Yeah. What is the movie that had the biggest impact, cultural impact right. in general? Right, right, What's right. a movie that I'm going to go back to and, and watch over and over again? So like when movies like The King's Speech win best, best picture and like things like that, where it's like, yeah, that movie was fine. I understand like why people in the Oscars liked it because it's like, they think right. it's like sophisticated right. Right. or whatever it is, but like this other movie I'm going to remember. Yeah. Like, but I'm the going other to thing... watch this movie over and over again. This is something that was definitely part of the culture, like things like that. Like that is what I look for in a movie. Like what was the best movie? I don't right. care if it's fancy. But... I don't care if it, like does certain Oscar-y yeah. quote unquote and things. I just want the I don't best think movie Ghost, should win. I don't think Ghost does the Oscar-y things too, which is probably why it didn't win. But like that's it was unique in that as well, that style as well. Like mm-hmm. it didn't it didn't have a lot of okay. that. Fair but enough. That's Fair what enough. I that's what I have to say, sir. Um how do you that's feel that. about I had three movies that I was curious if you thought they fit into the best picture nomination 
What do you got? Um, Misery. I would put it was in Best one Picture of them. nomination. Yeah. Pretty Woman was another. Ah, okay. I think again for the how iconic of like that uh, that rom com and rom coms yes. are not featured enough. I feel in uh, okay the Oscars in general they don't get enough love. Right. I I felt like this was deserving of a nomination. Um, deserving oh, of love. And here here's one that I was curious about for you for best director that I didn't hit on. Tim Burton for Edward Scissorhands. So because again, you have like we're going back, we're doing retrospective Oscars. Yeah. You have Tim Burton who love his movies, hate his movies. His best probably two films, right? I don't know if you'd agree or not, are probably Beetlejuice and Edward Scissorhands. Is that fair? Yeah, I would have to agree say with that. I'd agree so with like that. wouldn't you think he deserves well, a nomination for Yeah whichever one was kind of like this was a little bit more oscar-y i'll say well let's wait let's clarify one thing like he did batman you know batman and batman returns but but that was batman so that kind of material was that kind of yeah for original stories uh, his idea is not yeah definitely edward scissorhands and beetlejuice well yeah far and beyond everything else um do I think he deserves to be just a in... nomination? The nomination. You throw I would him a nomination. Him... Oh, just for a nomination? Yeah, yes. he doesn't have to yes. win, but I you would... could get yes. rid of the guy who directed Reversal of Fortune, yeah, a movie I... I've never heard of. Correct. I agree with you. Yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Okay. Without question, we can agree on that. All right. Yeah. That was that was it. That was our uh, Oscar revisit for nineteen ninety one the 1991 Ooh. oscars which featured 1990 movies we will i think we should do this again with another year yes maybe a more current year i i might let you pick the year that you want to do but my only i think we should do something from the two like 2000 and up okay 2000 and up why don't so we do this it is 2021 right now. Correct. Why don't we do the 2001 Oscars? We just did 1991. Yeah, the 20 year anniversary. Yeah. We'll do 2001 and then maybe we'll jump again. Uh, but let's do that. Let's do 2001. For those of you listening, if you want to be prepared with your Watch own thoughts. Some of the movies. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, what is, let's do a quick look at. The 2001 Oscars is also the what number? 2001 Oscar. Is that was the 73rd Academy 73rd. Awards. So we're doing 73rd Academy Awards. So this Canada. is just so that the people know, again, this was the Oscars that occurred in 2001, yeah. but is for movies from the year 2000. That is correct. Okay. Ooh. And I didn't even know this, but spoiler alert, I think your girl, uh, Julia what's her Roberts. name? Julia Roberts is holding a, holding an Oscar. So she there we go. She is holding an Oscar there. Yes, All she right, is. So maybe we'll watch some of those movies. Um, yeah, so we will watch some of those movies and we'll revisit that year 
um, next week. Let's move on. We had, I really don't have much rolling or trolling for you, but I did want to talk about a big thing that happened today. Let's discuss it. So Marvel dropped a phase four sizzle reel today. I don't know if you saw it. Sizzle reel. Yes. Carry on. Yeah. And they basically showed what's coming up for phase four. We know everything in this that is coming, but what's interesting to me are particular a couple of titles that we did not have that now we know what the title is for the movie. So obviously we have Black Widow coming July 9th. We have Shang-Chi coming September 3rd. We have The Eternals coming November 23rd, and they actually showed a little bit of footage from that film. Okay. The sizzle reel. Um, Spider-Man No Way Home, December 17th. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, March 25th of 2022. Thor Love and Thunder, May 6th, 2022. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The next Mm. two movies. Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, July 8th, 2022. 2022. This is coming out next year. Right. We have the official name of the sequel, Black Panther Wakanda Forever. And we okay. have heard some bits, like I know Lupita Nyong'o just did a, an interview recently where she said Ryan Coogler, the writer and director of the movie, um, has done an amazing job in writing a movie that is very respectful towards Chadwick Boseman and the situation while sure. still progressing the story, the story of Wakanda and Black Panther and all of that. Um, right. What are your feelings on, on this title reveal and, and what we might be getting? I think that's the best part of it. The title reveal. Uh, that's enough to keep me in because uh, you know, Wakanda forever. So number one, before Chadwick Boseman died, that was the chant. I mean, that's from the oh, comics yeah. Wakanda forever, mm-hmm. but also I think it's appropriate because he's gone, but you know, we lose characters in the comics. Another character takes up the mantle and, and the, the whole point is it goes on forever. Like, yeah, well, it's, it's like his, his legacy, legacy will go on right. forever. So I like I thought, it. I really yeah, like, I it. really loved the choice for the yeah. title as well. I think obviously it's, relevant to black panther in the movies but it's just so fitting with what happened with chadwick boseman and just already we're getting a great tribute to him definitely with just with the title and we haven't even like they haven't even started filming yet and they're already doing a phenomenal job so i I think they're gonna do a great 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 job with this and i cannot wait i am on board with that definitely um rolling so the other title that we got was the uh the sequel for captain marvel which is titled the marvels coming november 11th 2022 why it's like they just have a just a suck cannon and they just so watching here's the thing that i think it might be better because i i know and this is especially true of your nephew yeah you're not the biggest fan of brie larson and her no the job she does as captain marvel 
this sounds like, and we know we are getting Monica Rambo back. Right. Right. I thought she did a, the actress there did a great sure, job. Definitely. And we're going to be getting the television show, Miss Marvel. And her character is going to be appearing in this Captain Marvel se- sequel as well. Well, so it sounds uh, like they're expanding it a little bit so that yeah. Captain Marvel isn't the full focus and we can now That's, have almost like a then, little bit of a team and we're spreading it a little bit. Then here's what I'll say. If they're going to force this on me, then at least I'll accept the fact that they're spreading out the, the attention. Monica Rambeau, tremendous. Uh, Miss Marvel, I'm curious. Um, so I'm in. I, like, I'll watch yep. that for them and to see what they do. But it's just like Brie Larson, it, it, it pulled some trickery because I was first introduced to Brie in Community for like one or two episodes. Okay. She plays Abed's uh, girlfriend or uh, love interest and is a adorable and funny well, brie larson has been in some stuff that like you don't even realize she like she was in yes. uh 21 jump street correct she's and not the, terrible yeah like yeah. she's she's been in certain things the rest that, of um, her stylings i could do without okay yeah not a fan not a fan very interesting just my, just me just one man um Lastly, we just got some confirmed dates. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania coming February oh, yeah. 17th, 2023. Guardians of the Galaxy, Volume 3 coming May 5th, 2023. And we still, they showed the logo, but that's it for the Fantastic Four. Oh, yes. Um, ready. All right. We just talked about the Oscars. So it's only fitting that mm. we discuss the most recent Oscar winner, Nomadland. Yes. Which I suggested you watch because it fit our theme. It did indeed. Let me dive right in because I, I, okay. can, I can be brief. I made notes. Um, I did not realize until a half hour into the film that it's nomads, like nomad. You're, you're a wanderer. You're a nomad person, nomadic life, etc. I thought it was a play on No Man's Land. Snot. It's Nomad Land. So that, you know, and once that clicked in my brain, I was like, all right, well, this obviously makes perfect sense. She's a kind of nomad who lives in her van, but is part of this cult, which apparently um, is rather large. Let me rephrase, not cult, but part of this growing community. Yes. That exists in, in America. And I learned that it exists because reading up on the film, a lot of the scenes involved real people. Correct. So, the, yeah, the film itself has this found footage-esque style to it. Like, it certainly doesn't have, a, you know, the Goodfellas cinemascope style of film, you know, or no. like, a, you know. But I'll yeah. give credit. There are some beautiful shots Scenes. and landscapes shots. And, and stuff that they, they were able to get i'm glad you bring that up because this film I, it was interesting because it it brought it like showed me this world that i wasn't familiar with so it was worth my time to you know to check in on that and see what that's about but it's a meandering film and i hate that 
like those those scenes you know those beautiful landscapes and on the beach or looking at the sun and i get what they're trying to say with those scenes is look at how much of the country she's seeing look at how much of the world how much life she's living mm-hmm. seeing all these things you know that most people don't get to see because of the lifestyle she has and you would think like oh that's such a sad lifestyle she's alone she's you know seemingly broke etc cetera, etc cetera. but you learn that that's like you know she really she hated being chose it she chose it like she hated living the the married uh, life in the house with the that's it she couldn't wait to bust out yeah so that's all good but it needs to be um it needs to move like this was a two hour movie. And I was I was getting to the point where I'm like, is something going to happen? Like nothing actually happens in this movie, if you notice. No, it's just her. Uh, you're literally just following Francis right. McDormand around. That's it. And and that's that is the movie. And she's living this life. And it's just her living right. that life. We could have done that in an hour and a half. I think we could we could have done it in an hour and a half. Like if that was the movie where we're yeah. just like we're following her, it's like this. It's like Mad Max Fury Road. Okay, they're driving in a straight line across the desert, and then what happens? They got to turn around. They got to drive straight back. Okay, but we did it in an hour and a half. That's that's what the problem was with this. I you know it had its sad moments. It was kind of like a series of vignettes. I wrote down was my note. Uh, I don't know why she was so mean to Dave. Dave was such a nice man. Um, he was such a nice. So I think the, yeah. the the what was going on there, which they alluded to, was that she had lost her husband. Yes, and she, I guess, her way of coping with that loss was aloneness. Through, you know, being alone and yeah. becoming a nomad. She chose that lifestyle. Yeah for whatever reason to to process the the loss that she had um and obviously dave was someone who could potentially replace her husband and i think she eventually just pushes him away because yes she didn't want that which okay great and i got but that's like the most drama in the whole movie right that's the full extent of the of the drama and i'm like what okay so we're running out of time. We're down to 15 minutes. What's going to happen? What's the turn? Right. What's the thing? Who are we mad at that we have to get over and be friends with again at the end? Like she's doing this versus who, or like who versus <laughs> who and, are we versus? Yeah, who are we versing? <laughs> and so that's the only like I just I, like that made me nuts because I, I like I watched the whole movie. I'm like I digested information yeah. and and yeah. scenery and everything, but nothing happened. It didn't take me anywhere. So like this is kind of what we're talking about. We were talking about earlier of almost yeah. like the the fitting the yes. best picture, quote unquote, criteria. This is the dances with where of yeah people think that it's deeper than it than actually it is. is. Agreed. Now, but let me leave it. Let me leave it on a high note. Um, whilst I was growing more frustrated with the film as I watched it. Francis McDormand. Yes. It's tremendous. Yeah, and she does she, a great job. She has a quality of being utterly believable in whatever she does, but she's so regular looking and it's not an insult. Like they told Gene Hackman, 
who is immensely talented and incredibly famous. They told Gene Hackman, uh, you'll never be an actor because you look too normal. You're balding. You're normal. You're not a, a, a handsome, stunning leading man. And he went on to have this tremendous, amazing career because people can connect to him. Like you, emo- you're like, oh, I get it. That's an everyman. That's the thing. I think she's an every woman, you know. And and I think that's why people lo- like she's, you know, she's Tom yeah. Hanks in well, in her every funny, every manness. Because I heard this quote, someone say this quote, and um, this was her describing um, her basically her start and what what she was told when we she was first um, starting out. Yeah. was uh, I was often told that I was I wasn't a thing. She's right. not pretty enough. She's not tall enough. She's not thin enough. She's not fat enough. I thought, okay, someday you're going to be looking for someone not, 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 and there I'll be. I love it. I think that's exactly right. So I'm glad you found that quote because I totally agree. And let's be clear. Looking regular does not mean you're not pretty. Like, I'm not saying ugly. I'm just saying she looks like a normal person. Like, you'd run into her. You know, I'd see her at Walmart. I'd see her at the store. I'd see her like she's she's a, a like a, when they make movies about regular people, that's she's the perfect person to cast. And when they don't make movies about regular people, like when she was in Fargo and played this kind of like simple but uh, oddly smart sheriff. Uh, she was tremendous. Another Coen Brothers production. Yeah, I, so, I, I agree. Absolutely I agree. Yeah. But how yeah, about I'll... you, sir? We, I gave you a film that uh, represented escapiness. And uh, yes, it does. You it watched does. it. Um, so what I watched thoughts? Cool Hand Luke. Oh, yeah starring paul newman tremendous which um there were actually a couple of other people that were familiar yeah um in this film uh one of those well a couple of them being i just want to pull them up really quick so that i'm not missing anybody so we had obviously paul newman um we had george kennedy Yes. Amazing actor. Great actor. I was trying to figure out where I had seen him from. He's in the Naked Gun movies. Naked Gun movies. Um, I had actually seen him in uh, Death on the Nile. Oh. Is where I think I had uh, seen him from. That Hercule Poirot. Hercule Poirot. Movie. Um, We also had... In a was Dennis Hopper, yeah, in a weird role, popping up for this, popping up, kind of a bit in the background role. Um, but he's probably out of out of everyone in this movie, as outside of Paul Newman, he was probably the most famous person. Yeah, eventually to, to the most famous person. Um, I love the movie. It's. Like again, that's like an iconic. Movie. Yes. There were certain like so I had 
seen bits and pieces of this movie, but I had never seen it all the way through. So like I remembered the thing that stood out most to me was the, the egg scene. Yes. That I've seen. Um, There were a lot of moments like that. Like this was a movie. Like this is what Nomadland did not do where you said Nomadland was kind of like vignettes and stuff like that. This was a movie of vignettes almost of Paul Mm. Newman in this um, jail where they're part of a uh, chain gang, right? Where you see them back in the day, they're on the side of the road, clearing the weeds out or they're paving new roads, like things like that. Um, That's, that's what they do during the day as part of their jail time. Um, And you get all these vignettes, but also you're, you tie them all together eventually with, uh, Paul Newman's plan to escape. To escape, right? Um, so uh, like I-, I loved it. I think Paul Newman's incredible. Uh, we get a ton of iconic scenes. I'm not sure, like, and I have to do a little bit more. Like, maybe I'm not smart enough. But like, but- as far as like the ending and him, so we're gonna. I'm gonna spoil this for a second. Spoilers. At the end, Paul Cool Hand Luke dies. Because yes. he keeps trying to escape. He knows they're going to kill him if they catch him the third time he's trying to escape. And they do. Um, and in the car, as they're taking him away, they decide they're not going to take him to the close hospital. They're going to take him to the jail hospital because they know right. he'll die in he that time. Yeah. And in the car, he's smiling. Right. Is there any, do you have any insight on that? On like what we're trying, like what was, what was the takeaway I was supposed so, to take from this movie? Because like, one image that stays in my mind is at the end of the egg scene where he's eating all the eggs, he lays there yes. and the way he's laying on the table, it, it yes. looks like Jesus Christ on the right. crucifix. Right. And, and, and he, he dies in the church where he, he dies finds in the church. God at the end, or he's asking God for help. So like there were a lot of religious yeah. undertones. I was curious what he even, he even says like, he's pissed because it gets to the point where like, they're all the rest of the prisoners are like looking to him for action or fun and and this, that. And he's like, you know, do it yourself. Quit feeding off me is a big line. He says, right. And, um, you know, feeding off me, like they're going, you know, it's again, that, that kind of Masonic Jesus figure of everybody's, his his followers, his disciples. disciples, Yeah. But so my thing was this, like he, died for kind of them because it's like he need that there was that was Got it. action now that it's was coming together on. as we're yeah. talking about it and the other thing is he do you remember what he went to prison for he was taking the uh the tops off of the parking meters yes he was sawing the tops off of parking meters like just because he was bored right and i think he was bored with life and he drove everybody to make him the center of attention, like to do that. So when he was dying, he died the center of it all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, I don't know. I think that's why he was happy at the end and he drove them nuts. Like they weren't going to, you know, and I think that's part of what he wanted to, I don't know, but that is interesting. There's a lot of parallels. Cause like when you think about it, all the things that he does in the movie, they're almost like, miracles right yeah him eating the 50 eggs no one thinks he can do it he does it 
him escaping the amount of times that he escapes him, you know, banding together the, um, the group of prisoners, his, yes. his bunkmates, um, him in the beginning before he's won them over taking punch after punch after yes. punch. Uh, and again, you know, turn another cheek, like there, there's turn so cheek. much of that. That and like, it's it's much more clear now that we're definitely discussing. definitely and it was just he was also like there's that there's that deep religious side of it but there's also the he was just doing things yes side yep like he's just living like like he he hated mundane you know just doing things without a doubt yeah. without a doubt but oh I'm so glad so glad you loved it um well we have we both made a list. Yes, indeed. And they are both in some way related to Cool Hand Luke. Yes. Um, Neil, mm. what is what is the topic of your list? The topic of my list is my top five escape movies. Okay. With deep escapiness. Now, I will say this. I have excluded such fare as... Uh, the rock okay because they're not really escaping they're breaking into the rock you yes, know to get them trying and that to kind of get out well afterwards kind of you know somewhat yeah, but somewhat. yeah I, I i get what you're saying you get what i'm saying these are yes. films where the main character maybe you know they didn't escape from a prison although there's some of that there but they are deep in escape mode on okay. the run mode. And they're I have five of them. The run mode. Yes. Okay. I know that you have seen. I Well, I believe you've seen at least four of the five, but I could okay. be wrong. Um, so number one on your list, I'm going to guess. It might not be number one, but I feel like it would be number one on a lot of people's lists would be Shawshank Redemption. Shawshank Redemption is number three on my list. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Number Excellent three film. on your list. Yeah. Excellent film, but uh, he digs a hole. You know what I mean? Okay. So are like, you judging? Are you? Is this criteria based on how difficult the escape was? Well... You got to give him a little bit of props for crawling through crap, literally. Yes, yes, I agree with that. No, but that's so definitely it's right. It's at the top, you know, I put it okay. three north, the top of my list. So the only two I can think of, uh, think of off the top of my head are two movies that the reason why I can think of them off the top of my head is because they have the word escape. Yeah. In the title. Go ahead. So You'll one guess get them both. is Escape from Alcatraz. That is number two on my list. Okay. Escape from Alcatraz for the, the public, starring uh, Clint Eastwood, Fred Ward. Uh, excellent film. They And it's based on a true story. Yep. Absolutely. Number and two. And The Great Escape. Oh, Chris. It is not on my list. Interesting. Is that one that you forgot? No, it's not one that I forgot. I battled with this. Okay. 
I battled with it because in my mind, I was like, I'd probably reach for one of these other movies first. If I could put six down instead of five, I would have The Great Escape on there. Interesting. But number one is a film you and I have enjoyed on multiple occasions. Uh, I think we've probably enjoyed the sequel uh, more, sadly, because it just came out in our age bracket when the first one came out earlier. First one came out in the 80s. Okay, so there's another one that has escape in the title that is escaping me right now. Escaping you. Yes. Um, You definitely know this. It's A number one. I'm just trying to think of movies with the word escape. Oh, oh, oh. Escape from New York. Escape from New York is number one. Wow. Number one, because how? <laughs> right? That's so that's much a. fun. Hey, it's, right? it's your list, man. And it's I'm fine list. with that. Because that's yeah. a great, yeah, that's a that's a great, like, cult movie. Absolutely. Right there. You know, Absolutely. cult action movie. Now, um, the rest... So you've made four guesses. Not that there's, you know, I've made four guesses. I've gotten gotten three, three Three out of Um, four. Is Cool Hand Luke one of the movies? It is number five. Okay, so I'm just missing one movie. And this film, okay, does does not have escape in the title, right? Um, The person I don't believe ever actually makes it to prison, and make it to prison, and. It stars definitely one of your favorite actors, definitely someone we grew up watching across several uh, films. Older now, very he's definitely in his 70s now. You might have to you might have to give me who the actor is. The actor is Harrison Ford. The Fugitive? The Fugitive. Okay. Now, was I right? So that's all five. The Fugitive is number four. Was I right that you've seen four out of five of these movies? I have seen um, a long, long time ago. I I believe I've seen... uh, Oh, no, that wasn't on your list. Great Escape. I seen Shawshank Redemption. I have not seen Escape from Alcatraz. I have... um, seen escape from new york i've seen um what were the last two I, cool I hand just luke said and the fugitive? yeah and obviously i just watched cool hand luke and i've seen right. the fugitive yeah you have i know i thought you seen yep. the fugitive. so i've seen four of the five well yep. done sir Nailed that's it. my list escapiness <clears throat> i like it i right. liked it very escapey very escapey um and, i have a list for you hit me with your list what is the theme of your list sir here is the theme and this is based off of Luke, the character, and the title of Cool Hand Luke. These are the top five coolest movie characters. Wow. Okay, the top five coolest movie characters. Yes, cool. Now, like when you think of cool... Give me something to go on You here. think of these five, um, these five people. When I think of cool, I think of these five people. Yes. Okay. Uh, right off the bat, is Harrison Ford on this list? Absolutely. Is you he know on this it. list? Is he on this list twice? No. Wow. Okay. So He's that on means the list once. 
that means I have to choose between I have to choose between Indiana Jones or ha- or Han Solo. The one who's not on the list, I thought about. <sighs> yeah, I I I definitely I strongly considered, but I'll give you the reason why I ended up going the way not you went. going the way I went. Can I say Han Solo because he's a scoundrel? It's absolutely Han Solo. It's absolutely Han, Han Solo. Han Solo is 1,000% cooler than Indiana Jones. And I have to say I agree. Why? Yeah. Really, the tiebreaker between the two is that yeah. Indiana Jones deep down is a nerd. Correct. So that's why he's not, he can't be on the my top five. He's cool without a I doubt. Have without but doubt. But because nerdy. he's a teacher and nerdy, nerdy, nerdy and like, He's an archaeologist. Like he does Correct. cool things. As a, he's the coolest archaeologist ever. But Beyond like you know, that's I, like, that's I not su- that big of an accomplishment. I support. I support your logic. Now, what number is Han Solo? I so this I didn't give numbers for this. Okay, this is I'm, just this the is collection. just a top five because to top rank five. these would would I be like would not do it justice. It wouldn't be All fair. Right. All right. To, judge in that way so i'm coming out strong han solo right out the gate han solo right out the gate now is there a character from another movie i that was on my list um is there a character from a movie on your list there is not oh okay so where i was going with that was snake plissken no okay but Okay. And obviously, Cool Hand Luke did not make the list, despite his uh, name cool and his coolness. He's very he's, cool. He was considered. Cool he was very much considered as well. I um, like for it. this list, but I did not go that way. So, uh, well, I'm not going to start giving you hits. Are yet. we eliminating superheroes? Superheroes are out. Well, there out. are no. Well, I'll just say there are no, no Bruce superheroes Wayne, no on my on right. my list. Right. Okay. No super, no, you know, no Batman's, no yep. Bruce Wayne's. Um, okay, no super. So that narrows it. Um, obviously, we're. I think we're we're looking more towards action movies because per, there. This is going to ah, lean lean action. Yep, has to be James Bond. Yes, obviously. Yep, he's on okay. it. James Bond. James Bond. Yep. All right, so now we need three more. We've got Han Solo. We've got James Bond, without a doubt. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, although, I mean, I, all right, I'm going to throw it out. I'm going to throw it out there. Um, John McClane. Yes, of course. He's on the I'm, list. I'm on, of course, I am on. You're fire. on fire right now, all but. Right. Yes. The last two on this list Tough. are curveballs. Ooh, curveballs. Don't know. All right. Well, I don't know if you're gonna get them. All right. Well, I got. I got, I'm three for three. So lead me down the path towards them. Give me something. Take me there. Um. Put me okay. on the. Send me towards the right exit. Well, there's one that I can say. All right. This what do we got? one of them is from a very famous movie in the nineties. Very famous nineties film. Yes, a very but it's popular, a, famous nineties film. It's a one-off. No, it didn't turn into a franchise. It's not a franchise. Not no. a franchise. It is a 90s. singular movie, depending on 
like how you look at it. Interesting. It's mostly saying like you would never think like, oh, that's part of it. Uh, unless you're like really tying theorizing and yeah. tying unrelated movies together. Okay. Okay. Is it from one of the Tarantino films that came out in the 90s? It You're is. on to something. Okay. I'm on to something. Because uh, that's a little bit of a universe. Yep. Am I going to narrow it to Pulp Fiction? I mean... Of course. Of course. So here's, here's, here's what I... Here's... Okay. We've, <laughs> we've got John McClane. So I'm going to eliminate... Uh, Bruce Willis from from this yes from this that's version. fair. I really do believe these two characters are equal in coolness, but I I know you, and I, I think, think you have an affinity. Obviously, cooler yeah. than the. I think one is clearly cooler than the other. Samuel L. Jackson, oh, without a doubt. Oh, uh, yeah. Jules Winfield. Jules, Jules Winfield. From okay. Pulp Fiction is in the I top like five. Um, four for four. Not only like, not only is he cool, he keeps his cool, unlike John movie. Travolta. And yes. like, if you die in a movie, like, uncool. All right. uncool. Coming yeah. out of the bathroom, not that very cool. True. That is true. I didn't think about that. Not I very like, cool. I like yeah. the thought you put into this. Thank you. Appreciate we need it. one more. We one need more. a number five. This one is very, I don't think you're going to think of this. I'm not going to think of this. Okay, um, again, get me further down the road. Well, here's what I, I'll say. This, I mean, I, I, might, I think I could give you this big of a hint, and I don't know if you're going to get it. Um, in the same franchise as one of the other characters on this list. It's in the same franchise. So it's either, okay, so we're dealing with Star Wars. We're dealing with Die Hard. The Tarantino world. I now I've forgotten who I've even said. Um, James Bond. James Bond for the James Bond world. Hmm. In the franchise, so it's obviously a second fiddle character. Well, I'll t- I'll tell it's it's from the Star Wars franchise. From the Star Wars franchise, cool character. I don't think you would choose Luke Skywalker because he's, he's not a little. Cool. He's not cool. He's a, He's a little, little whiny. whiny. He's very yeah. whiny. A little whiny. Now, would you be so bold as to go dark with this? You wouldn't. No, you wouldn't be that go bold. Dark. Wow. I thought you'd be like, that's no. a cool guy. All right. No. Um, didn't go dark. I have it. I have it. Who is it? Tell me you did this. Did you make Chewie the other cool character? No, I did not. Oh, because that not. scene when he went... Oh, all right, all right. So I I, I, It's my first miss. Not. Is it in the newer stuff or is it in the original? Both. Wow. This character is in both. A female? Possibly. Wow, did you go Princess Leia? I'm proud I of you. went Princess Leia. I'm proud of you, and I'm ashamed of myself. Good, I love it. All right, yes, she Leia, is cool. She is very cool, and yes. as a matter of fact, she is like one. She's much cooler than her brother. 
Totally. Two, like the, the coolest couple in movie history, Han Solo and Princess Leia. Without and question. she is just like beat for beat able to just dish it back to Han yes. Solo. Yes. Just without a doubt throughout that entire original trilogy, like when they show up to come get her, she's like, you're the people that they you're sent the to come get me. Like her I love sarcasm, it. Carrie Fisher playing her. Her shade is on point. The, the fact that she was a, a hairstyle icon. Yes. I just, she approve. deserves a spot in the top five. Two Star Wars thing. characters in the top five. I'm on board. I'm 100% on board with that whole list. There you go. That's an excellent list. I, I defy anyone to disagree with that I list. I appreciate that. Yes. Um, all right. Let's get into our suggestions for next week. Well, as you know, sir, because you're not a monster, um, next week is Mother's Day. Yes, next week is Mother's Day. So I have uh, a Mother's themed a selection for you. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Now, I you may I may have actually suggested this. I don't know. Um, have you seen the divine secrets of the Yaya Sisterhood? <laughs> I, I take that as a no. <laughs> I have not. I take that as seen. a no. No, I have and, not. And it should be to your eternal shame that you have not. Okay. But if you have HBO on demand, you may view this film there. Uh, such uh, actors as Ellen Burstyn of enormous fame, but also uh, The Exorcist plays the mom. James Garner from Maverick, both the TV show and the Mel Gibson 1990s film, as well as many other things. Who's and he's awesome in all of them. Uh, a little lady, I like to call Sandra Bullock. Yeah. Okay. And perhaps, even though we imported her from England, I think she's English, uh, a national treasure in America. <laughs> Maggie Smith, who was born, yes, born 85 years old. Yeah, that's true. Um, Yes. Okay, so, and this is the, yeah, yeah, this isn't the traveling pants one. This is Chris, I would not waste your time. Yeah, yeah, one. Okay. With the traveling pants. Okay. This is a film, I'm telling you again, there's going to be laughter. There's going to be tears. Okay. (laughs) You're going to feel something when you leave this film. I'm going to feel things. You're going to right. feel things. Um, I, well, you know, you know me. I'm committed to the pod, so I'm going to watch it. <laughs> okay. um, interesting. All right. The movie I have for you, I'm yes. curious to if you watched it because this actually just um, came to streaming this past weekend. What and I watched it for the first time. It's a movie that came out within the last year. Okay. It had a lot of troubles releasing because of the pandemic and everything. Interesting. Um, it is coming from a very notable director who's done a lot of good stuff. It is a movie that's definitely going to make you think. 
going to make me think. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a complicated movie. But if you can get past the complication of the movie, I think you'll enjoy it. I'm ready. What do we got? Tenet. Tenet. From I... Christopher Nolan. Uh-huh. Just released on HBO Max this past weekend. Um, I have heard about this. I've heard about okay. the troubles. Um, I was kind of boycotting it because they were hyping it so much, but I'm committed to the pod. Okay. I appreciate that. I'm going to watch is, it. This is John David Washington. Ooh. Um, Robert Pattinson. Interesting. Who both of which do great jobs in this okay. movie. John okay. David Washington, there's a lot that he does in this movie. A lot of times where he says something or a mannerism or a look where I'm like, ooh, there's Denzel. <laughs> little Denzel in there, which is obvious because that's okay. his son. Um, it's obviously it's a movie about Christopher Nolan's favorite topic, which is time. Right. Um, so that is the main focus and I enjoy a Nolan film. It's very, it's listen, it, is it convoluted? Yes. Well, it's a but Nolan it's, film. you know, it's, it's interesting and I enjoy, it was an enjoyable watch. Okay. Um, not Christopher Nolan's best, right. But a solid entry to his, his repertoire. So I'm on board. And I'm interested to what your thoughts are going to be if you're going to enjoy it as well if you're or if you're just going to be completely frustrated by it. Either way, it's going to make for an entertaining pod. <laughs> All right, I'm in. Um okay. So next week we are going to review the Ninth, or sorry, the 2001 Oscars. So that's right. all the movies that took place in the year 2000. Um, yep. The Oscar ceremony that was held, the 73rd annual 73rd. Academy Awards. We are going to revisit and fix that Oscars as we did the 1991 yes. Oscars. Needs fixing. Okay. Um, we will, I'm sure there will be more news out, hopefully, than there was this week. There wasn't that much. Um, and then we are going to go over our suggestions. I'm going to watch Yaya Sisterhoods, and you are going to watch Tenet. And yes. I'm sure we're going to come up with some more lists because I thought our lists were very successful today. I agree. I agree. We'll have an interesting, uh, you know, Yaya, maybe mom films slash nolan types we'll come up with something we'll come up with stuff we always come up with something um yeah. thank you guys for listening to another episode um if you are enjoying or if you are new here to the podcast we would really appreciate if you subscribed wherever it is that you're listening to our podcast we are on any podcast platform where you would normally find podcasts we are also on neil's amazing website glued to the screen.com that's glued number two the screen.com please rate and review as well leave us some good reviews so that we can you know the algorithm can pick us up yes um and with all of that being said neil what do you got to say to the people stream on everybody <laughs> <laughs>